Hello everyone, welcome back to The Co Show. My name is Mason Co. here as always with my co-host Aaron Co. And today we're coming at you with a special guest. We will uh, show you who it is in a second, but first, follow us on Twitter at Mason Charles Co. at Aaron Co. 29. Uh, subscribe, like, comment, notifications, all just the... Just do it. Just do, just all, do, the, it. Just do all the YouTube shit. Just What's do it. What's the matter with you? And uh, without further ado, though, today our guest is none other than Colton Matter. Probably the toughest kid I know, one of my oldest friends. Excited to have you on the, today. The Colton's Army guy? The Colton's Thank Army guy. Thank you for guy. having me. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the Colton's Army guy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad to have you, man. Dude, you uh, you rode cancer really freaking hard. You yeah. know that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gave cancer that work, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. So, glad to see you doing so well, and it's a pleasure to have you on today. No doubt. All right, Thank so you. let's just hop into it. Today's March 10th. Spring training is underway. Uh, this is slightly old news at this point, but wanted to get our local Mariners expert on and uh, discuss it. And uh, so obviously, <laughs> Kevin Mather said some wild shit uh, about everyone, and... Um, you know, I'm guessing you caught that. So I guess just go ahead. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I didn't even know this dude existed, really. <laughs> like, I didn't like he he's like the team president or something like that. Was. And when I heard this st stuff come out, it was like trending on Twitter. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> and so I had to take a look and like uh, he was trashing all of our AAA guys and trashing our veteran Kyle Seeger, like. I don't even know who this guy is. <laughs> yeah, it's just wild to see. I mean, especially you think about, you know, he's talking about Iwakuma and his translator, you know, our most popular yeah. player maybe ever needed a translator in Ichiro. Talking shit about Julio mm -hmm. Rodriguez, who, by the way, has great English. One of our most popular players ever in Felix Hernandez is a Latin-born player who was trying to figure out English. So just the fact that he yeah. could just say that and not even realize was just was just insane, but... Um, do you know, like, this is something we've talked about a little is the service time manipulation and how, you know, MLB teams will keep guys down in order to, I guess, have an advantage in when they can sign them and so they don't have to pay them as much money. Uh, one question that you raised was, do we think Jerry DePoto is hoping that Jared Kelnick <laughs> has a bad spring training so he doesn't have to pay him? Um, and what do you think about that? I mean, I sure hope not. I mean, he did just get hurt, right? So maybe that will have some hindering on his ability to do good at the spring training. But um, I I just heard that DePoto is actually taking over for Kevin Mather on Twitter like a couple hours ago. Oh, so, wow. I never even saw that. Breaking news. Breaking news, yeah. That's why we yeah. have this guy on. <laughs> oh, boy. That's interesting. So is there – I'll ask you, no. you this. That's not a common thing? Is this a common thing? Well, nor normally you have a guy that runs the player side and a guy that does the fucking hydro races and, <laughs> you know, bobblehead nights and things like that. Um, and you try to and, – and, that you know, they may set the budget. Um, so that would be – quite an expanded role for for depoto um i just hope he can you know let's get the right players yeah for real yeah colton i have a deeper question for you <laughs> i'm gonna dig real deep here this might hurt why are we mariners fans <laughs> what is wrong with us <laughs> stick with our home team you know you guys ride them out <laughs> hey is there hope Do yeah we have, is there hope is there a reason for hope is there reason for hope? Um, 
I mean, I believe so. We got a younger team. We can build around them. Like, these prospects we're getting are, I'd say, pretty solid with uh, Kelnick and uh, Rodriguez. So, and Trammell, too. So, yeah, Trammell's been killing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess, you know, the one benefit of being a fan of such a dog shit franchise is that when we come out on the other side, the reward is so much better. Um, I guess like, do you think that this current plan will get the Mariners? will not say have them win a world series. Do you think that this current plan with these current prospects will get us to a world series maybe within the next decade? Oh, that's, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd say, I'd say we'd have playoff contention with that. That's and maybe one. we sign a couple of good players around them and we build around them. And maybe within the next couple of years, we do have a good team and have a chance. <laughs> did you, uh, did you enjoy that last Mariners playoff, uh, birth? Did, did you enjoy watching those games? <laughs> yeah, the, in 2001? I think I was like one years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. yeah, no, neither of us remember that. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Um, yeah, all right. So I guess uh, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was, you know, we've already talked about Kalanick, Trammell, and Rodriguez being, um, you know, being good prospects. Do you see anyone that, you know, because we don't know if Kalanick and Rodriguez are going to be up in the majors this year. So do you see anyone no. that, sticks out to you as a standout and you know like last year Kyle Lewis even though he had high expectations after being drafted he just popped up out of nowhere do you see any maybe not Kyle Lewis level guys but any big standouts I'm hoping Ty France yeah can, uh, he's been crushing turn it around it. for us at third or like uh, I think he's gonna be like second base or something like this year this year and maybe Mitch Hanager nice coming back from his uh his nut injury. injury last year, yeah. I think. His, the big nut injury. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's a <laughs> tough one to come back from. It's a real tough one. Yeah. Um and then yeah. what do you yeah. so I guess yeah. I guess I kinda asked you about long term expect longer term expectations, but what do you expect out of this year? I mean, do you do you see the Mariners, you know, do you see it like last year where we're openly saying we're not gonna compete for a playoff spot, or do you see it kind of being like the years before where we're at least pretending like we're going to be playoff contenders. You know what? Uh, DePoto says a lot of stuff. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I mean, he always, I, I think he always believes that we're going to try and be in contention, but I mean, this year is, there's a possibility for sure. Maybe with the younger guys coming up, maybe it gives us a little bit more of a chance. Um, I just think our pitching staff needs to get better, like, yeah. later in the games. Yeah. Like, I mean, sure, our starters are pretty good, but <laughs> later in the bullpen. Yeah, it gets, it gets real rough quick. Real um, dicey handing yeah. it over to those guys who I, I can't name very many of. Them, Honestly, honest I yeah, I cannot name yeah. probably more than three or four Mariners relievers at the moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is nope. not good. <laughs> but at, for a, as a fan and, you know, as a franchise. But, yeah, yeah. Um, do you got anything? Um, you know, I think with the with that bullpen, you know, a lot of times you don't necessarily want a great bullpen when you're building. Like that's kind of something that you can if they're good now, that means they're not gonna be good in <laughs> yeah. two years. So um, you know, hopefully they can hopefully they have guys down that will be ready, you know, when it's time to mm -hmm. actually contend. 
Um, what, um, how bought into this rebuild have you been, Colton? Do you, um, I don't know. Do you think Depoto will still be here in three years? Like, do you think this is the right guy to do the job? Oh, um, <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't really, I don't really know much about Depoto, really. Um, except for the fact that he is the general manager and like he's a wheeler and dealer (laughs) making a bunch of moves but what i will say is he has gotten us that young base so like that is largely depoto i mean he's the reason we have yeah pretty much the guys we've listed about our young prospects have all been depoto trades i'm I'm fairly certain drafted or, or traded for those guys so no no question the farm system is much more stocked than it than it has been um, well, since you two were born, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's encouraging. Now we just, you know, can they develop these guys? Can mm-hmm. can they turn them into quality major league players with a, you know, hopefully a couple superstars in there? That's that's what you need. For sure. Um, yeah. All right. Maybe I guess let's expand out into the baseball a little bit more of the baseball world. Um, do you? How do you feel about like these thirteen year? $500 million contracts. Like, do you, do you think it's a good investment to have a guy for, you know, 13 years when he's going to be 40 at the end of his contract? Cause we're thinking, you know, Cal, it's a suspect that maybe Kalanick could get one of those type of deals later on. Very true. Um, I mean, I mean, you'll have them through their prime pretty much. So, I mean, that that could help you out because you're getting them in their prime and you're going to have a team around them that could possibly very be very good. So I think it's a semi-good thing. They're spending a lot of money at once, but... Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So to you, do you think that the Mariners are going to be willing to shell out a kind of contract like that to maybe if it's not Kellenic to a guy, you know, down the road, uh, the next Tatis, you know, if you, do you think you, can you see them doing that? I think, I think they, they might. Um, if yeah, that's a tough question, um, <laughs> it's going to be, it's always going to be hard to bring hitters to Seattle because it's, it's, I think it's a fair ballpark, but it's not, it's not a hitters ballpark by any means. Um, so you're better off trying to keep the guys that you have. So I could see them. It looks like they're being a, trying to be aggressive with them when they're really young. I could see them shelling out big bucks to a guy. Um, you know, they they here's the thing that's interesting. They've paid they their payroll has been up. It's not now because they're you know they've shed all that. But yeah. you know the last couple decades, most years their payroll is in the upper third of the league. They just you know, I mean, we had Nelly and had Robinson Cano. You know, we were paying they're, Felix. They're like me at the grocery store. They, you know, <laughs> they go to the junk food aisle and buy a bunch of shit. <laughs> they didn't get any meat or vegetables. You know, yeah. they just got a bunch of garbage yeah. and paid high prices for a bunch of crap. Yeah, the beer aisle maybe sometimes. <laughs> the beer um, aisle. Yeah, so that's what they've done. So they've spent the money. They've just spent it poorly. So I, I believe that they will. They're never gonna. They're never gonna be the crazy owner that says i want to win go buy players they're yeah. not going to do that but i think they will be f- fair with the budget and now the hopefully they can just spend it um spend it wisely to, so they can contend for sure yeah um 
Yeah, it's just seeing these contracts explode has been kind of crazy. I mean, we thought Robinson Cano's contract was insane, and it was seven years. And yeah, and you know that the fact that that contract was so insane makes me feel like you know these these big the, the Tatis and the Harpers and the Machados of the world they're like I want ten plus. That's it. I want yeah. ten plus. So I just hope that they can you know when the time's right. That's the thing. Robinson Cano signing, you know, as much as it sold jerseys, as much as it was entertaining to see a smooth swing out there in Safeco, it wasn't good for the team at the time. It just, it like, what what was Robinson Cano going to do for us? Whereas He's a guy like to... Robinson Cano in two years from now, a guy like Robinson Cano makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, so you, you, should, you should not build a team through free agency. You should complete a team with free agency. Precisely. So the Robinson Cano signing was G- GM... Zarenzik trying to save his ass, you know, yeah. we got to contend or I'm going to lose my job. That's not what you want. You want, you want that to be like, kind of like you alluded to the, the, the cherry on top. For sure. Um, I guess, uh, do you got any, do you got any questions? So Colton, why, you know, I, I'm seeing a lot with, with you, with you young bucks <laughs> out there. Um, not as much love for baseball. Um, why do you like the game still? Well, honestly, I just grew up playing it. Like, yeah. that's really what why I love it. And, like, it's a lot of people say it's boring, but for me, I like to, like, analyze the game and, like, try and, like, guess what pitch they're going to throw or, like, how they're going to pick to first or whatever play they're going to make. And, I mean, I can see why it may be boring for a lot of people, like, there is a lot of standing and a lot of not a lot happening, but for me, it's just analyzing the game and I just hope people will get back into it really. Yeah. And maybe the MLB will make it uh, more entertaining somehow. Yeah. <laughs> well, it seems like they've tried to juice the balls and it, it seems like that hasn't worked a ton. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about though. The, just the little things, the little tiny things that people that haven't played the game don't see. And it's like that with every sport, but you really have to appreciate it in baseball in order to like it. Totally. Cause yeah. if I, I find myself, I, it's so much more fun to me to really pay attention to baseball than half pay attention. Cause when I'm just half paying attention, that's when it becomes standing around and not a lot happening. Um, totally. right. Yeah. Um, There's just that intensity with with each pitch, too. Yeah. Like one one pitch or one hit could make all the difference in the game. Mm -hmm. What's your perfect score of a – like just watching a game, like what's your perfect score or type of game? Do you like – pitcher's duel do you like a a home run derby like what kind of what kind of game do you like to see as a fan as a fan i would say i like to see a moderate scoring game probably maybe like a five three maybe like a close game tied and tied going into the bottom of the ninth maybe love those intense like pitching endings where you got three two bottom of the ninth runners on base yeah, Love that's that, so. that's pretty much exactly what we said. I think yeah. we both agree that our ideal score is about four to three. That that's like that's pretty much the ideal baseball score. Um, that's funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Do you think um, if this team can get good, which that's a big <laughs> if, we all know that. Um, do you think the fans will come back in Seattle 
if if we have a legitimate baseball team for a first time in a long time in this city? Hmm. Um. I mean, I definitely think if we're trying to contend for playoffs, maybe even a World Series, I definitely think fans will show up because Seattle just has good fans. Like, yeah. we just rally around a team and especially like the Seahawks and stuff like that. Like we'll just rally and we'll come together and cheer them on. And I believe that will happen. So hopefully yeah. they start contending. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> I, we can all confidently say we hope they start contending soon. God damn it. It's, it's been too long. Um, yeah. Do you have a pretty good feel for what's going on around the league? Are there teams that you think are going to be really strong this year? And, uh, and are there are there certain teams or players that you like, um, you know, outside of the Mariners? Um, well, I'm all these super teams are popping up with the Dodgers, Padres, all these signings. Yeah. Like, there's definitely a chance that there'll be more people who spend a lot more money that will be contenders. So that will happen. And for teams that I like outside the Mariners, I'd say I've always been a Yankees fan. Ah, that's really hard to say. No! <laughs> <laughs> love it. Oh. All right, well. That was my then. first yeah. love as a kid. Before I lived in the Seattle area, I, I liked the Yankees. And I kind of – you have to be, speak a little quiet about. You're lucky nobody watches this podcast, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. You get you get comments, but um, yeah. But okay, awesome. so so speaking of the Yankees, they were in contention to get Trevor Bauer, obviously a huge arm, mm -hmm. going to the Dodgers, who, by the way, is making more than I think, I think like ten MLB teams <laughs> payrolls, which wow. is just nuts. What is so? I, I, have you like seen Trevor Bauer for his personality at all? Like he's kind of a weird guy. Yeah, I've watched him like throw around with Mike Clevenger while he's on the Indians. Yeah, I watched like some YouTube video with that, and I mean he's an interesting dude. Yeah, for sure. So, um, <laughs> so I guess as as a Yankees fan, you know, pivot to the Yankees. How do you feel? You know, even though you lost out on a guy like Trevor Bauer, how do you feel going into the season? Well, I mean, we're pretty strong, I feel like. Of course. Yeah, very I strong. Really Literally strong. You got Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton in the fucking outfield. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and we got Brett Gardner, too. I mean, it's a, definitely a solid team for contention with Glaber. Yeah, Glaber. And uh, uh, Vought at first. Right. They're, it's just like a strong team. For sure. I'm not really. I haven't really uh, seen much of the pitching staff, but um, I know. I think we lost. Uh, I forget. Uh, a Japanese Tanaka. I think talking? Tanaka. Yeah. yeah, I think he went back to. He did. Uh, went back. I forget the, what country he's playing in now, but yeah. Yeah. Not not, not Yankees. Um, <laughs> not Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay, give me a, give me a World Series prediction right now. Just do it. Oof. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna go with Dodgers. All right. 
and oh my gosh i'm trying to analyze the teams right now but um is he gonna go with the homebody answer is he gonna say yankees is he gonna is he gonna go wild and say mariners what about the rays they're always in there just just fucking shit up for other teams uh yeah um i forget are the white Sox in the white Sox? yeah i'm pretty sure they are coming up yeah that that was a that was a big pick for people going into the playoffs last year. People thought the White Sox were going to do some damage. Yeah, I definitely think the White Sox will be in contention. All so right. maybe... Dodgers-White Sox? Dodgers and White Sox. I, w- I would be interested to see that. See, I mean, just a new team. Obviously, Dodgers have been there so much, but... But the Dodgers won a fake World Series last year. I'm sure they'd like to win a real one this year. <laughs> Mickey Mouse ring. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, do you got, you got anything else? No, um, yeah, it's just good to good to see you. I haven't seen you for a long time. For real, man, it's good to talk to you. Yeah, glad you're doing well. Yeah, for sure, guys. What are you up to these days? What am I up to? Oh man, um, not much really. Yeah, I've I've had to go on leave from Costco where I'm working, so because uh, uh, yeah. of that COVID. So yeah. right, right. I've just right, been right. trying to lay low. Yeah, good lay call. low and stay safe for sure yeah man. that's absolutely. good keep that up for sure um anyway 21 underscore colton on instagram um yep. and yeah i mean just you know go uh i don't know what are you do are you guys doing anything specifically right now with the guild or, or anything like that anywhere people can check out uh we're getting ready for our auction this coming year, I think in November. Okay. You can check it out on coltonsarmy.org. Coltonsarmy.org. Go go buy some shirts. Go check out the the plans for future events. Other than that, um, it's been great having you on, dude. Seriously, thank you for being our first guest. It's an honor. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for having me. All right. And um, yeah, just, just have a good one. Until next time, buddy. All right. We'll see you, buddy. All right. See you guys. Bye. Thanks. Yep. See you, man. All right. All right. So that was Colton. That was a great conversation great first guest um once again thanks to him for for dealing with our bullshit for 20 minutes um, <laughs> he's dealt with a little bit more than he's us. dealt with a little bit more than us yeah i so beat cancer five times five times five that, he's a five-time champion yeah, that yeah. we just had on yeah five-time champ what um, other five-time champ you gonna have on this podcast for real, yeah yeah <laughs> all right so that was mariners talk i think i mean do you have any any other thoughts on on the m's uh, no, I mean, we're just, you know, same old thing. We're just going to hope, hope the guys develop and, yeah. um, you know, there's some pieces it looks like, but we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. There's a lot of potential, but you know, I've, you know, I've been hurt before, so yeah. we'll see what happens for sure. Um, just hope for progress. Show me some stars. That's, that's the thing. Show me guys who are ready to be stars. Last year knew we had no chance at making the playoffs. I was happy with it because Kyle Lewis came out of it. Yeah. Just happy with the season. Cause Kyle Lewis came one out guy. of it. One guy. We got one guy. That's it. And I'm happy. <laughs> that season is not a wasted season. Yeah. It, when was the last time we had a non wasted season? Uh, it's been a long time. And when's the last time we had someone come up through the organization and Precisely. become a really good player. I mean, was Seager, in our Seeger is the like that's pretty much the list from this century dustin ackley people are forgetting we drafted (laughs) dustin ackley we've had a couple pitchers come up through felix i mean that's that's the big one yeah and some some guys you know paxton we've had some guys 
that are that have been decent major league pitchers, but position players, no, n- nothing, no, nothing. It's usually <laughs> you're trading for some guy as a stopgap. Yeah, it was, you know? <laughs> it was literally Seager, and then a Japanese player we already knew was going to be one of the best players in the league. So yeah. it wasn't it was a signing. It wasn't even a draft. Yeah. And then before that, Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, that, that maybe A Rod. We had him for a little bit. That doesn't even count. That does not even count. That doesn't count. Guy. I mean, well, we had yeah. fucking we had um Adam Jones. We had David Ortiz. Like it's you know those guys don't count either. So so it's like why would A Rod count? Oh, um. Man. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I guess let's hop into All Star Weekend. Um. I don't know. We were we were not in the same household for All Star Weekend, so right. I don't know how much you caught. I I had it on and I was half watching it here and there. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a horrible basketball. It's game. A, it's a bad game. Um, it's a bigger, a little bit of. It's kind of a bigger joke every year. I you know I'm a defensive guy. Yeah. Like the only reason I could ever even stay on a basketball court was I busted my ass on defense. So it's hard for me to ever imagine playing in a game and and just like ah, I don't you know we're yeah. not playing defense today. What I will so. say is last year's All Star game was incredible. Okay, I really because it came down to the it came down to the wire and it sucked because it ended on an Anthony Davis free throw, but it right, it was right. it was down to the wire. So what I've the sentiment I've been seeing is try to replicate the twenty twenty or twenty nineteen All Star game. Okay, um, or twenty. 20 they didn't have an Did all-star they have one? i don't think they have 2019 2019 in chicago yeah, yeah 2019 yeah. in chicago try to replicate that one because it really did come down to the wire and i think i don't think it's the format that was the issue with this game because you know guys are you were never going to see guys play super hard defense in the all-star game but doing quarter by quarter gives them a reason to still compete and then also having yeah. that that kobe rule at the end is just cool because then you see dame lillard in a half court shot to win and it's just, you know, it's just dope. What I will say, though, is really what I think went wrong with this game is the draft. Um, okay. LeBron, Giannis, Luka, Steph, and Jokic are the five best players in the NBA right now. Yeah. How Who's, did they all end up name, on one team? Name a better. I mean, Kevin Durant, maybe. And he was on, he drafted the other team. So, and right. also Kevin Durant was hurt. What I will say, too, you know, MVP, so far the best odds this year in the MVP voting is Joel Embiid. He was not in. Ben Simmons not in. Devin Booker was a replacement, then a scratch. Um, you had Mike Conley come in instead of Devin Booker, which, yeah. shout out Mike Conley, definitely deserved to see an all-star game at right. one point in his career, but not now. Um, and, yeah, so I think I think the COVID shit really damaged the product in the end. But when you have the top five, I don't know how LeBron got all those players. I don't know how that happened. <sighs> I don't know. Well, actually, I do know. It's because Kevin Durant's like, I take Kyrie with my first pick. I don't know if he actually did yeah. that, but... He you must know. have. If yeah. you look at it. If like, you look at it... Who else did he take? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, very strange. Very strange, but uh, I did not watch the skills contest. I saw some highlights. Sabonis won it. Um, Luca did it, and apparently... I, I was trying to find a clip of it, because... But apparently he just didn't give a flying fuck about it. Like he was not really? trying. I didn't see it. And he also did the three point contest in his in his pullover, um, <laughs> like Larry Bird. Except Larry Bird won that shit in his pullover. Yeah, Steph yeah. Curry automatic from three. He I yeah. don't know if you saw the last shot of the three point contest. Net didn't move, and he yeah. had to hit it to win it too. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's nuts. But what? So did you see the skills or the three point contest at all? No. I okay. Did not. Yeah, I didn't either. 
What I will say, the dunk contest was dog shit. That was awful. I think I texted you, like, did they just tell these guys five minutes before, oh, you're in a dunk contest? <laughs> yeah. Did they forget yeah. to tell them? And they're like, oh, crap, we invited you guys here. Oh, yeah, it's a dunk contest. Yeah. So, like, pull something out of your ass right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Terrible. What's crazy is I've seen Cassius Stanley do better dunks in game. <laughs> like, like I've, yeah. I don't know what. I, yeah. Um, Who's the guy that won it again? Uh, Anthony Simons. Yeah. Or, I, think it's Simons. I loved I loved his idea. So he did. He took, like, the Nerf hoop that, that we all had when we were kids, mm-hmm. and he they attached it, and he went up and, and got it. But you could tell – like the idea was really good, but when he did it, he didn't have a he didn't good punch grip. It home. Well, he didn't have a good grip on the oh. ball. If you look at his hand, it's like the ball is mm. like moving in his hand. So I think he just grabbed it and is like, "Shit, I just gotta shovel it in there yeah. the best I can." I think if he had gotten a clean grip on it, he, it I think he could have reared back and thrown it down a little bit harder. I think that, I think that would have been a really cool dunk. Yeah. Um, so that was like I almost wish he would have just like thrown it off to the side and tried it again right. when he realized he didn't have the grip on yeah. it. Yeah, and um, then a couple of those dunks, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I've seen yeah in game like you'll have one in a better one in your next game than that. Yeah, uh, and I think All Star Weekend's in a bad spot. I mean, not All Star Weekend, the dunk contest. Yeah. Because well, here's the thing, I'm I'm gonna try to find the tweet, but um. It's a really good tweet I saw, and it was, it was saying pretty much the dunk contest is a slot machine. You can either get Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, or you can get uh, dudes blowing kisses at the rim. And speaking of blowing kisses at the rim, <laughs> we'll talk about this, because I think you had a really good take on this. Mm. First of all, you know, I understand the people saying, like, oh, yeah, he's, you you know, criticizing people for saying he's a pussy for not kissing the rim because it is steel and you're running your head into it. Yeah, you it. can't sh- shove your teeth into a rim. No, especially that. when, you know, I mean, you're an NBA player. Your health is your your health is your wealth. Yeah. So uh, I understand that. But why do that dunk if you're not going to do it? Did he not yeah. practice? Had he never kissed the rim? Did he not practice it? I don't know. Why would you do it if you're not going to do not it? Not only that, he turned his head. He turned his head like a little bitch. <laughs> yeah. like, just, just pretend. Just get close. Yeah, yeah I'd just be like, oh, I didn't. Be better off just to be honest. I didn't quite get there. Like, ah! yeah. yeah. So yeah. you Not had cool. a good idea about this dunk, though. Just yeah. say your idea. Well, he had so he had a great idea, like I mentioned, with with putting the mini hoop up there. So obviously he had thought about that. Like mm-hmm. you don't just like, oh, does anybody have a mini hoop? Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. He had someone go buy it. So like, put a. Um, well, I had a different idea, but I won't mention that. <laughs> but put like put like a little. Tape, have them tape a little pillow to it, mm-hmm. right? Like you can – I looked on Amazon. <laughs> like you can order a little lips pillow and have it there same day. Like if he had thought of it the day before and then you just like wrap wrap some clear tape around it. Yeah. You've got lips. Go up and kiss kiss the pillow. Yeah. Like yeah. that would have been really cool. It really would have been. Um, and this is the tweet I was looking for. Dunk contest is really a slot machine. You either get Levine slash Gordon doing 1080s in the stratosphere until you can't see straight or kisses and Kias. No in between. <laughs> see you next year. Kias is referring to Blake Griffin jumping over a Kia. Which, wow. by the way, I did not know. I heard this on an interview. He wanted to jump over a Rolls Royce. Oh, Which wow. would have been way cooler. Yeah. But the NBA has Kia as a sponsor. Right. So he couldn't. Um, yeah. Which made it way less cool. 
Um, I wish she would have, well, we have a Kia, but I wish she would have just landed on the Kia. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, by the way, this tweet was from Rob Perez, Worldwide Wob. If you're not following him and you're a basketball fan, what are you doing? You need to follow this guy. Mm. Um, so, All-Star Weekend, I think, you know, let's let's talk about the highlights. So, uh, I, I just had the tweet up here and I didn't even read it. Um, Giannis had uh, on 16 for 16 shooting, first time to ever be done <laughs> in the All-Star insane. game, over 10 shots. And, and he banked in a three. Banked in a three. <laughs> you, it was so funny. The broadcast, he, he pulls up and they go, no, no. <laughs> and then he banked yeah. it. He had a step back three in the corner, too. I don't wow. know if you saw that I one. I didn't see that step one. Step back three in the corner, oh. bottom of the net, too. Wow. Um, 35.7 rebounds, three assists, three of three three-pointers, and the All-Star game MVP. Um, yeah, he did great. I think the most impressive performance was Steph Curry. Wow. Um, I texted you this, and I feel like I, you know, I had already had the opinion for years now that Steph Curry is the best shooter of all time. Yeah, yeah. Now my opinion is that there is no argument. If you even try to say that it's someone else other than maybe Dame Lillard, um, I yeah. like there's not like I can't even respect that argument. Yeah, Reggie just... Miller's pulling up from half court with that ease, and I understand it yeah. wasn't a part of the game back then. Yeah. But so what? He couldn't. That's that's the point. Steph yeah. Curry can. Yeah. yeah, I think I think a lot of it. I, I think there's a couple things. One, just the emphasis on the three point shot. So if you're a if you're especially if you're a smaller guard like like Dame or Steph, you you know guys like that struggled to find a role in the NBA because they just you just beat the shit out of them. Yeah, yeah. But so so these guys are like okay. Are you gonna beat the shit out of me at thirty-five feet? Asshole? Good, I'll get three free throws. Like, are you gonna come out here and 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 hammer me from thirty-five feet? Yeah. No. So they just keep they've moved the game back. Yeah. To create space that way. Mm-hmm. So you know you don't always have to come off a pick. You you just create space by moving back. Yeah. So, um. So yeah, it is a it is a really different game, and a lot of games are different. I mean, you're gonna see quarterback records fall all over oh, the place course. in the nfl so it's it's you know the game games evolve it's it's just what you know it's just the way it goes with sports but yeah i, I don't see any any argument yeah. um i think guys train too i think i think those guys work out their cores mm-hmm. so so they can you know heave take it. a take a comfort that's it though it's not a heat it, it's true their shot true. it is because what i will say yeah. dame lillard took a shot from the other side of the logo like before half court and that was a heave and i distinctly said that to uh, someone i was watching the game with i was like i was like this like that's the difference yeah he heaved that and it hit the side of the backboard yeah from half court it's a jump shot yeah it is a jump shot for them which is so nuts and uh, one question i guess i have is so you know analytics is a huge reason why the mid-range is gone and why it's three points in layups now yeah do you think how how much of that is Steph Curry's fault though? How much of that is Steph Curry's fault that the is the reason everyone's just hucking up threes? Yeah, I think that was I think he's a part of it and I'll I'll tell you when he came I loved him in college. He did these things in college. But I thought I've seen a couple guys do this before and come to the league and not really do much Jimmer. because like Jimmer and there's there's guys um I wish I could think of some names, but guys in the nineties that were six foot guards that lit mm. it up and they come to the NBA and they just like, they just get hit and, and yeah. they can't handle the, the abuse. But, um, but the, you know, the rules are different and, and his shooting is different obviously too. But I think, yeah, I think Dame Lillard, um, sees a guy like Steph and he's like, 
I think I want to do that. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't doing that when he came right when no. he came into the league. He's just done that the last few years. So he's, I think guys are working on it. So, you know, you can go to the gym and shoot around and, and get good at that. But I think I, I'm guessing these guys like practice step backs. They oh yeah. Practice off balance stuff they they practice you know what i mean just they, coming off a screen off the dribble and pulling like they do that's that's all yeah. they do like that's that's it like yeah um they practice real situations like that they have to and they're building up those muscles that that guys never really thought much about before because mm-hmm. you didn't you didn't take the, you used to take those shots in desperation yeah you know yeah um so yeah i think i think his success has definitely um led to to others doing that um, try, you know, trying to put that in, in their game as well. Yeah. I think in your lifetime, maybe even in my lifetime, you're going to see a four point shot or something. Probably like that. I would. Yeah. Like the game, you know, the game is going to change again at some point. I think I would think so. I mean, cause I think quite frankly, Steph Curry does deserve four points for being able to hit that shot consistently. Yeah. He can hit it consistently. It's more than a three point. Last downtown Freddie Brown from the Sonics in the seventies. Yeah. If, if, if he would have liked a three point line, there was no three point line. That yeah. guy hit, th- hit multiple threes every game, but there was no line. Yeah. So those were twos. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the game will probably evolve again that way at some point. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, do you have any other notes? Or you could just say, you get you get three points if you're inside the line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> less points for outside. That that would be the <laughs> uh, the opposite change, but yeah. But that would but yeah, it that, would also yeah. That would put the game back to '90s <laughs> basketball where you didn't like the three was like, I've said this before. Oh, he's gonna settle for a three. That yeah. was the broadcasters would say that. And he'll settle for three. Pass yeah. it outside. He'll settle for the three-point shot, and I uh, missed it, you know, mm-hmm. all the time. So anyway, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, you got anything else on the All Star Game, All Star Weekend? No, I just I, 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 I like All Star stuff less every year. I liked it when I was a kid. In the NFL, it has become com- absolutely unwatchable when you see linemen yeah. that don't even yeah they just stand up and look at each other. Football's unwatchable. Basketball's different because they hit far shots and they do cool dunks still. Yeah. So, um, like Steph Curry caught a lob from Chris Paul, and then yeah. the next play, Chris Paul caught a lob from Steph Curry. Yeah. So there's there was some cool stuff in the game, and I, I it was enough for me to keep it on and and watch it. Um, but it, but make mo- no mistake, it's not a real game. Like it's <laughs> not an actual basketball yeah. game. Um, the major league All Star game is a little bit better because it's like you can't throw soft you still have to throw pitches you still have to throw pitches and try to hit yeah so so that's probably the most real game that there is but in that one they they they're they're, they work so hard to get everyone in that you know i'd like to see the starters right go longer that's a good point i would just say let guys come back in for the all-star game for sure yeah i don't know why that's not a rule like i would hear yeah, I would. Here's what I would do. Well, pitchers are a little weird because you can't, you know, bring them in and out. But, but I would, I would start my start my starters, get everybody in for a fucking at bat or whatever you yeah. want to do, and then finish with my starters again. I think that would be cool. I do too. I agree. I'm with sure that. there are many baseball purists. That if they heard me say that, would throw up in their mouths. But whatever, man. Whatever. Your baseball purists are the reason the game's dead. So it's whatever. Yeah. Um, it's Colton's fault. You know, <laughs> actually, actually 
you know, I hope he hasn't listened this far, but I blame Colton all for all of it. You blame Colton for all of it. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it wasn't like this before he was born. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah. I mean, there Thanks is a lot, Colton. Yeah. Thanks, Colton. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, all right. Let's let's talk about some. Uh, oh, actually, hold on. This is some that I you put this in the notes. And I didn't even see it, but I think I actually. <laughs> I I know like this is interesting to me because overtime started. By the way, first of all, overtime set to launch professional high school basketball league that plays a hundred k. Overtime started as an Instagram highlights thing. Okay, like I for had basketball. No idea what it was? And now they they started producing their own content. They have now they have this team and they have different content creators and you know editors all that shit. And it, so it went from just like a basketball highlights page. To now they're paying kids a hundred k. So I just think, no matter what you think of this league, shout out to overtime because that's just dope. Yeah, that's just really cool. Um, yeah, and this is yet another another way talent is going to be spread thin in basketball. Yeah, before the sure. NBA, before I said I like the G League thing. It gives the kids the opportunity to make money in America before they play the NBA. Now we're doing this. It seems like we're spreading our talent very thin in the in the younger ages. And I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. Yeah, I, I, I. Here's what I know: the one and done thing needs to go away in college basketball. That solves almost all of this, by yeah. the way. That solves almost all of yeah. this. Um, so I've said this a few times on this podcast, but I would, I would go more to the baseball, what college baseball does, which is, you either go straight pro or you or you commit or you have to go three years in in college or even two, two years two so I, much better than one yeah two two is fine um but this so this gives kids an option to go make some money and work on their craft but i guess the questions i would have about this overtime league are one um you know you'd hate to see a kid go do this and make a hundred k and then that's it for basketball yeah N- now he's got no no pro prospects, no education. Like they, like if you come out of there with a hundred K and that's all you get, you've really, you would have been better off going to college because college costs more than a hundred K for a career yeah. for anywhere. Especially when you consider the free training and all that kind of stuff that you get. Um, so what I will say to counter both of our points so far uh-huh. is that it's, feature 30 of the nation's top prospects from ages 16 to 18. It's only okay. 30 guys. It's only 30. Okay, so this isn't even... I didn't realize. So this is during high school, not... I thought this would be like college age Wait, guys. Wait, is, is it going to be two... Is it going to be three teams then? 30 guys? I don't know. So I... Okay. Or maybe it's maybe it's going to be like a like a seven... Like a seven player... I don't know. Or six. I don't know. Huh, I guess I should have read the article. I really should have. <laughs> Players that participate... Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm Par- to watch this. Players that participate in Overtime Elite will forfeit their eligibility to play high school or college basketball. Hmm. So they can't even play high school if they join the league. Uh, the site for Overtime Elite games has yet to be determined. Portland Trails Blazers, Carmel Anthony is a, is a member of Overtime Elite's board of directors, along with uh, Jay Williams. Interesting. Why don't um, they do this with college-age kids? I don't... like. During high school? High school is a weird one to me because I feel like weren't we worried about college athletes getting paid? Since when? Since when were we saying high school athletes? Should so these get paid? guys would forfeit both their college, their high school and college eligibility. Yeah, I don't like this. I decided. I, hate it. I decided I don't like this. I don't like it. Yeah. So, oh man. And then do who's it, gonna do it watch? For, who's gonna watch this shit? Do it for college players. I maybe will check it out once. 
But if there's only 30 players, you're going to, like, how many games are they going to have? Is it going to be, like, like Little League where you play the same, I don't, the yeah. same fucking teams 10 times? Like, what? How many, yeah, how many games uh, are in a season? I hate this. I I thought this was for, co- like, why not do this for college-age kids? You could actually. when Since when were people saying high schoolers should get paid? What the fuck? Yeah. No way. No way high schoolers should get paid. No. That's, no. <laughs> the point of kids should be paid is because they're making money for the school. Uh, so this It's is... not just because, dude, just because you're talented at 16 doesn't mean you should be making 100K. That's, like, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Like. Good, you know, and here's the thing. If you're a kid that is like, I'm worth 100K according to these people, so I'm going to go make it, good for the kids that are getting their money. I still don't think this is good for their career, though. The thing is, 100K sounds like a lot of money when you're 16 years old. It's not a lot of money. For life, no. Especially, bro, you're trying to be a professional basketball player. Like, don't don't take any money that has 0.1% of a chance to fuck up your stock or, yeah. or, or anything. Like, don't take any money that yeah. could even maybe affect it a little um i hate it i i hate it too i i thought i was gonna like it and then i read more about it i just yeah like, do it for college age i i think we need something like this for college age kids we, that don't want to go 100 percent call play college ball well i for a second i was like isn't this what the g league is doing but it's with high, like dude i it's just so baffling to me that why aren't we focusing on getting the kids paid that should get paid yeah there's college all these college kids should get paid yeah. like dude yeah like why who gives a fuck if like you know like do you think when brett kingman was at jackson you think he should be making 100k like no. what no it makes no sense he yeah. sucked in college anyway <laughs> he did which sucks yeah. to say because he was one of my heroes yeah but <laughs> all right we have gone off the rails yeah, here. yeah. okay all right let's move on move on from this shit. move on from this shit uh, next Sally. time I'll read the article. Yeah, <laughs> next time we'll read the article. <laughs> so that, yeah, headlines can be misleading. Headlines people. can be misleading. That's all we're trying to say. I'm glad I read it because I would have said I would have praised it probably. Yeah, I was praising it. Yeah, and yeah. Then I had to stop. Yeah. yeah. All right. So salary cap by year and percent increase. So if you're if you're a viewer, um, you can see it. Uh, if not, it's on Warren Sharp's Twitter. I'm not going to read all the numbers, but all you need to know is it's gone down 7.9 from 198.2 to 182.5 million but one thing i saw and i was trying so hard to find this tweet but i couldn't is due to the new to the higher uh, like rookie contracts and all this stuff it's really closer to around the 2017 mark of okay. 167 because there's a certain yeah. percent that's already allocated yeah. that's more than it was you know in in 2018 or whatever so so it's really closer to like 170 compared to what it was uh before yeah and when you you know so you signed a guy in in 2019 or or even before that you weren't ex- you were expecting a bigger cap number mm-hmm. in 2021 yeah so that's why you're you know guys have already been cut it's going to continue mm-hmm. um it was weird that they now, I know they just officially released the number, but I'm seeing all these national media people react to that. I'm like, we talked about this weeks ago that it was going to yeah. be 182, and, 183 and, million. And, and we, I think we were even late on that. I don't yeah. know why it's so weird that and people the, are making like, a big deal. It's of not this. a, like, we said it was going to be between 182 and 183. It's 182.5. It's 182.5, yeah. So that wasn't a false report. No. Um, so I don't know why people are surprised, but, um, 
but yeah, I, it'll it'll probably bounce back up next mm-hmm. year. Um, there are a lot of viewpoints on this, and I do tend to go with the players more often. Um, I side with millionaires over billionaires in most. Yeah, countries. I mean, this seems like a kind of a little bit of a you know the the billionaires you know protecting themselves, and I just I don't I, I don't know I I think it's a kind of a bad look. You know, I guys eat the sixteen million this year and keep your product strong. Yeah, for real. Yeah. But whatever, it's done. You're gonna see guys get cut. You're gonna see guys sign prove it deals. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see restructures where you can have a smaller cap number this year. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll see how it goes. All right. Um. Something that I almost completely forgot to bring up on this show, which would have been bad. Uh. Dak Prescott got signed. Yeah. So. The contract was extremely confusing, um, except at first, and you kind of walked me through it. So <laughs> I'll, I'll let you explain that in a sec, but really the big thing is he he got his money. I mean, he got he $40 million a year. He, it's, um, it's really a four-year deal, but it's stretched over through six. And um, one less team Russ can go to. I mean, the, that's the yeah. thing, especially with this quote right here. There. This is my home. I'm not leaving. This is the only only the beginning. He also has a no trade clause for the record. Um, as does Russ. As does Russ. Yeah. And, and um, freaking yeah. Oh, here's here's what I was gonna say though. Speaking of the cap, people are saying people are saying. <laughs> no, I've seen <laughs> I've seen reports. People? I've seen reports that Jerry Jones is tipping off the new TV deal. Yeah. By, by signing this massive deal. So, uh, does that mean like the salary cap's going to shoot up next year even more than it should have? Um, it probably will. So, whatever year that does that TV deal start in 2022, I'm, I'm think not so. familiar with that. So, yeah, normally, you know, here's the thing pro sports are big, a big deal for these networks right now because it's the one thing on TV. Um, really the only thing on TV now that is totally DVR proof. Yeah. Not totally, but very much more so. So, you know, back in the day I turned on channel four and I watched, or I turned on channel seven and watched Magnum PI, Mm -hmm. you know, and if I fucking was late with it, I missed it. So I turned it on right at at eight o'clock and I watched all the goddamn stupid commercials you know, ancient Chinese secret commercial and all the other <laughs> bullshit that was going on. So now, first of all, I don't watch that much network TV. If I do, I DVR it and I hit that fast forward button. I don't oh, see those of commercials. Of course. But with the NFL or, or the other pro sports and to some degree reality TV probably, we, we're we watching – everybody's on Twitter, right, while they're yep. watching the game. What's – uh? Oh, what's um, Bob Condota saying about what Softy's saying about what just happened? Mm-hmm. And you're watching, you want to see analysis as you're watching the game. So anyway, the the networks want this product badly because we're still kind of stuck with the commercials, yeah, yeah, whether we like it or not. So so anyway, that's why the TV deals are going up and up and up and up, and it's I don't see an end in sight for that. So so yeah, I think. I think Jerry Jones is feeling maybe it's a gut thing. Maybe he has heard some of the numbers, but yeah, they're expecting a big payday and that's going to make the cap go up. So I think you'll, I I'm surprised there haven't been more restructures already. Like let's, yeah. let's, 
We're going to shrink your salary this year. We're going to give you a signing bonus. We're going to spread it out over time. So we have a small cap number this year. But but we're um, we're pushing it. We're kicking the can down the road, mm. so we, you can have a bigger cap number later on. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I guess I mean, does this dip really? Uh, I mean, I, no, never mind. I was gonna ask like, cause it's just about to go right back up. Does this dip really even matter? But we've seen that it definitely matters. Uh, with um, wide receivers not getting tagged. Uh, Galladay, Will Fuller, Brown, Antonio Brown, that is, Juju, Smith-Schuster, Corey Davis, Curtis Samuel, Nelson Aguilar, Marvin Jones, John Brown, Emilio Sanders, T.Y. Hilton, Sammy Watkins, Rashad Perriman, and more. And um, yeah. speaking of not getting tagged, uh, oh, wait, where is it? Speaking of not getting tagged, speaking of not getting tagged, <laughs> um, Carlos Dunlap got released, and Jay Keeps, backup quarterback, former backup quarterback for the Seahawks, tweeted, unless something can be worked out before he hits – the open market. The Seahawks will head into free agency without their top pass rusher, and I do not anticipate him coming back. I'm not a fan of this. Dunlap proved how valuable he is to the team. The reason I showed this tweet is I agree with I agree with this last sentence. I mean, without Dunlap, I mean, without Dunlap, the defense was the worst defense in the league. With Dunlap, we were one of the better defenses in the league. And I think he was a part of that. I think his impact is very overrated. I, I want him back, and I think he was impactful but they also the reason they were bad is because half of their defensive line was hurt it's a good point yeah. and then they all come back and they add him and suddenly they're a lot better here's the thing anybody anybody who has a cap number that you can get rid of this year is getting cut right now pretty much yeah. so dunlap was a 14 million i think it was so you know if you can cut him and they got to sign some other guys. The yeah. cap they have, they need some guys, and they have no cap room. So you cut him and save the fourteen million. Now, I wish, I wish they could have restructured him and said, "Hey, how about we give you two year, you know, two years, twenty eight million yeah. or whatever the number is, and this year's cap number is only three million, and we'll eat the, we'll bite the bullet next year with yeah. a bigger cap number." But I also think he wanted to test the market. I think that was a big part. And, and that's been tweeted out there, too, that they agreed to let him test the market. I think he's going to have trouble getting a big payday because there's nobody who's got the money right now. Is no he going to go to the Jags? I mean, we're seeing everyone get cut. The only franchise tags used were uh, Leonard Williams, Brandon Sheriff, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, Cam Robinson, Taylor Mountain, Justin Simmons, Marcus May, and Marcus Williams. Those are the only franchise tags that were used. Now, with with all but one of those, well, I guess the the Bucks, the Bucks and the Saints tagged the guy, but most of those are bad teams. Yeah, most of <laughs> that, them are bad teams That's that have point. cap room. Yeah, and they're like, okay, we'll keep the guy and hopefully re-sign him, you mm-hmm. know, in the future. But but yeah, you know, here, you have a tweet up there now that shows the the tags by year. So ten is actually a pretty high number. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it is a high number. I was surprised. Interesting. Um, I thought we would see less. Yeah. Because. Again, if you t- okay, if you tag a guy, let's say let's bring up Chris Carson who was not tagged. Yeah. A lot of people were surprised. I was not at all. Mm-hmm. Because his cap his tag number was I think 11 million. You cannot afford to give him uh you cannot afford to have him have an 11 million dollar cap number this year. Even if you want him bad, you can't do that. It's mm-hmm. irresponsible. So, um so you're not you're not going to tag him. Um, 
you're going to, you'd rather sign him to at least a two year deal. Yeah. Again, so you can push that cap number down the road to open up room. You still need another corner. You need hopefully a defensive lineman. Speaking of corners, Shaq Griffin, also not a recipient of a franchise tag. Yeah. So his number was going to be four, uh, 14 or 15 million. I think something like there, that. I don't remember. Um, and you know, you know, you never hear, it's funny. You never hear somebody say, well, we, we didn't tag him. And we also, we, we don't like him. We don't want to resign him. Yeah. They always say, well, we're going to try to, you know, yeah. everybody. So ignore that bullshit. Everybody. They, they say that every time. Yeah. They always say, Oh, we're going to try to resign him. And it doesn't happen all that, that often. Mm-hmm. So, my guess is they'll end up going another another direction, or or just you know maybe they have Reed and they keep who's the guy that we had high hopes for at corner that was sucked ass last year. Oh Dunbar, I I bet they bring him back, hopefully on a prove it deal. Yeah, maybe he's healthy. Yeah, um, so you're, you know they're gonna have to get creative that way. But yeah, I think uh, yeah, you just these these when you franchise a guy, you have to eat that whole cap number that year. And that's always hard, mm-hmm. especially when your cap has dropped. And yeah. You have no wiggle room for sure. And we haven't even talked about They need to do all this shit. We haven't even talked about making Russ happy. Cause I apparently yeah. he needs a whole new offensive line. Yeah. So you got to find five new guys to make Russ happy. So he doesn't go to the bears. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about a little bit more about Russ in a sec, but uh, before we do, this is just these happen to be some recent like tweets from Allen Robinson. Um, Adrian Amos tweets: It should be no more franchise tags. Maybe just transition tags where other teams can still offer you what they see your value to be, and they either have to match that offer or let you sign that deal. And then David Bakhtiari kind of came because Amos is one of the leaders in the in the NFLPA, NFLPA, and uh, Bakhtiari comes back at him. We had our chance to address that last CBA. Apparently, it wasn't high enough priority. Yeah. So. There's that, and then he also like he also liked Calais Campbell's tweet. I was a part of the 21 and 2012, and being tagged sucks. If I knew then what I know now, um, so yeah, players don't like this tag shit. I don't really know what to make of it, but it's just kind of funny that Allen Robinson's out there liking tweets about hating being <laughs> tagged. Um, it's hard. Um, the he, the reason that the franchise tag is there is for us. Yeah, it is for the fans. Yeah, because I don't want to see my best players shopping themselves around for sure i mean no one does so you know you 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 can at least threaten to tag a guy and you have a better chance to re-sign him yeah that's the reason so russell wilson isn't what never was out on the open market because he knows my best chances to re to sign a long-term deal because if i don't they're going to tag my ass anyway now i'm on a one-year deal which yeah. is for really good money, but yeah, obviously you'd rather have the big signing bonus and the guarantees. Of course, yeah. So, so they do that for they do that for the fans. Yeah. So I I hope they keep something like that because it's hard enough to see all these guys bouncing all over the place. I just I you know, um, I don't want to see guys on different teams every year. To me, I think the price should be negotiable. I don't think I think it's fucked up that you can't even negotiate your worth. Even, but even, you're getting top it, five at, at your position. What if you're top three? What if you're mm. top two? What if you're the top mm. one? Sit out. Ah, fuck that, dude. You should, you should be, you should be able to make what you're worth. <sighs> you should be able to negotiate and make. What other job can you just be like? Uh, you're coming here on this salary. Like, ah. oh, oh, uh, you wanted to leave and go get a different job? Uh, nope, you're coming here and staying on the same on this salary for another year. You yeah. just have to. I to it's me fucked up. 
I mean, do you want to see the Seahawks be different guys every year? Like that's that's what you'd be talking about. I. Do you want to see there's Russell only, Wilson only, play on eight different teams in eight years? There's only ten dudes that got tagged. It's like yeah. it's not it's not like every but, good player is getting tagged. Like dude signed extensions. Patrick Mahomes didn't get tagged. He yeah, just but, signed a ten year extension. But he but the threat of the tag is there. So if the threat of the tag's not there, then maybe he just waits and and um so he can go out on the open market. Maybe he would have made more that way. Fair enough. We'll yeah. never know. Yeah. I think you need I like I like I like things that I I think it's a raw, it's a little bit of a raw deal for the top players I agree, but I think I, I I want things in place that that limit somewhat players being able to move around. That's why in the NBA that's why they the Larry Bird they they call it the Bird Larry rights. Bird rights yeah. which have totally gone out the fucking window. Yeah, cuz these guys don't even care about that anymore. I don't know what happened to bird rights. <laughs> like they they were a thing and then they just aren't now. Well, I think <laughs> I think guys are like, well, yeah, okay, you can pay me a little bit more here, but I'm all, I'm going to make almost that much at, on this other team. Mm-hmm. Plus I can bring my other buddy with me. Yeah. And yeah. My brand is worth more if I'm on the Lakers, a, a really good team, yeah. than than me staying with the Hornets and making. I love how Charlotte's you know. just the go-to oh, it's always, small market shit on them team. Yeah, always. it's always Charlotte. Yeah. Never, no one ever says anyone <laughs> other than Charlotte for that. Yeah, it's so funny. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't think the cat. The I don't think the um, tagging situation is perfect by any means, but I want something in place where. Fans, I'm sorry, but this game, this game isn't for the players. I hate to tell you, guys. If you want it to be for you, go play in a fucking parking lot somewhere or some shitty field like like I did for the love of the game. You you're playing this game for the goddamn fans. You're only making money because of us. Okay, that's fair. That's me watching a fucking commercial and buying a can of Coke (laughs) is is the reason that you are making all this money. That's fair enough. Yeah, somebody got to watch the game and pay the bills. I just think that we deserve. I just deserve to keep our guys. I just think it's really weird that it has to be a set salary. Like, why can't you negotiate for more? Why not? Because it would just drag out forever and. I've seen that before too. That's do, how it do, used... an, do an arbitration type thing. So there used to be, so before free agency guys would, you know, the contract would end and then players would hold out. Emmett Smith was one of the more famous ones. Mm-hmm. His contract ended Jerry Jones, or this is early on, didn't want to pay him. So he sat out for two games and then they ended up signing him because they went zero and two and they wanted <laughs> to win the Super Bowl that yeah. year. But that's guys used to have to sit out, um, you know, in order to, you know, but they had really, they had zero option then. It yeah. was Emmett, you sign with the Cowboys or you don't play. Yeah. So that's um, actually like, that's really fucked up. Yeah. So, so it has all, gotten better. Yeah. So all you could do was, was sit out. That's, that's your, was your only leverage and yeah. it was big leverage and it sucked. Got guys would get, would get drafted. Yeah, your your number one draft pick, and you don't see him for half of a year. It was yeah. it it really sucked. Yeah. So I like, I like this a lot better. It is better. Probably need to tweak it. Um. But yeah, I just I already hate how much guys move around. I like Edgar Martinez. I like I respect Big that. Walt. I no, I hundred percent. Like those are the guys that I love for my lifetime. I'm not gonna love some guy who comes here, 
what I will say for two years and then is gone. And I barely fucking remember. I didn't even have time to buy his what jersey. What I will say is let alone Ed- burn it. Edgar and Walt were lifetime of those players. The franchise tag isn't going to keep Russell Wilson on the Seahawks forever. I think it has kept him here for this long. You think he would be gone if it weren't for the franchise tag? I th- I think there's a better chance because he knows. Again, they know. Okay, I can either sign a long term deal in advance of that, or I can wait and get tagged. So okay, you know, as long as it's not a terrible situation, you're gonna right. sign and get your guaranteed money. Fair enough. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just I think the set. You know, it is great money, so it's hard. Like especially when I'm sitting here, like just doing this for fun and not not nothing like nothing's coming out of it at all like it is like it hurts for me to say like these guys aren't making enough money it physically hurts me to say that because it's not true they're making enough money but i think it's just weird to have a set salary it's just weird i think some of these you can guys negotiate a contract everywhere else but there it's some of these weird. guys need to be fucking grateful that they're playing a game and making all this like i will I'm say sorry, you're only making 17 million dollars i will that must say be fucking brutal i will say as a fan it, it gets fucking annoying it, yeah. it, it does and it it also gets annoying because other fans won't let you say that yeah other fans like if you tweeted that you would get shit on yeah oh 100 so yeah. Oh, they have rights, you know? We're not saying they don't have rights. It's like, you're making 17 mil a year. The reason you're doing... The reason you're making that money is because people watch you. Yeah. So, why not try to make the best product for the people that watch you? Um, Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I just think... I think the franchise tag is a band-aid where we need, yeah. like, a... Uh, suture or whatever you i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about it's another thing that i don't think is working now as it was intended to yeah because the teams the teams don't like it either as we addressed earlier yeah they don't like they don't they don't want a big cap number in year one it's yeah it's it seems like one of those things where you know you can argue if it's good or not but is it doing its intended purpose um, and not, not as much as was planned, but, uh, so, yeah, so, so there needs case, to be something different, but I'm, I'm, there's gotta be something in place that in- encourages guys to stay with their teams. Cause fans, deserve I agree. That. I agree. Encourage force is where I have an issue. Force is there's where I have a fine line. Force is where I have a big issue. Encourage, encourage was a poor choice of words because when you encourage, like who gives a fuck, there has to be a little bit of force behind the encouragement or nobody's ever going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about, you know, we already talked about, you thought there's a better chance of Russ leaving without the franchise tag being in place. Yeah. So what do you set his, this is a question you raised. Uh, what, what is, what do you think his percent chance of being with the Seahawks after this season is? So going into next season, like game one, is he stepping on the field with the Seahawks? What's the percent chance for, for 2021 for, for not, uh, are you talking like this year? Yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, I think it's 100%. Yeah, I will say I've gone from 100 to 95. Okay. Because I think they're answering the phone at least. Mm. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I think it would take... I think it would take... Deshaun Watson and a pick. Like, that's what it would take. I think it would take a major error by another franchise. Yeah. Like a desperation. So the reason... You know, I know Chicago's been talked about. But Chicago's cap is a mess too, but... 
I don't know why Chicago. Like, why is that a fit? Why? Why? Because why? they're desperate. It's, it's but a why Jack, for Russ? It's a Jack Zarenzik. Why like, for Russ? Have you seen their quarterbacks the last couple cent- couple decades? Yeah, sure. You you become you know. Th- there was a joke that uh, that was made like on Twitter. I, I can't remember who it was, but it was best quarter best Bears quarterbacks of all time. It was like Sid Lockman, Luckman. Luckman. Luckman, yeah. And then it was like uh, some other old dude that I, I had barely heard of. And then Russell Wilson saying he would want to be a part of the Bears <laughs> out of four teams. Um, well, Mitch Trubisky is like in their top five. I'm not kidding. It's wild. No, like when Jay Cutler is your second best quarterback of all time. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's tough. And they've but, been around for a hundred years. And they're supposed, like the, the, the oldest franchise yeah, in and NFL. Supposed to be like, you know, the uh, blue blood's the wrong word, but supposed to be one of those, yeah. you know, uh, uh, a cornerstone, I guess, yeah. in the NFL. But that tells you why they haven't won a Super Bowl since 85. And that was with, you know, what, a lot of people say is the greatest defense of all time. But why does Russ want to? What like do they? Because I don't know them want, to have a great offensive line. The do they? You want to know the truth about Russ right now? Yeah, tell me the truth about okay. Russ. Okay, Sierra has both of his nuts in her hand. Oh, I know, but why Chicago? Because it's the third largest city, and they're thinking about their brand. If mm. he if he goes to Chicago, it's for it's not because you want to win, Russ. I want to be the greatest of all time. It's like it's you want to have a Bears, brand. yeah. You want to have like be the best Bears quarterback of all time, so you can sell more fucking aprons or whatever. When he was Steve Urkel, he didn't think about brand True. all that much. He True. thought, "I want to win and and be seen as a good person, so I'm going to go to Children's Hospital and mm. all that stuff." Sierra's in his ear. She understands about brand because. Like she has a brand and her she hasn't had like a good song in in like fifteen years. <laughs> yeah. So she yeah. gets out a brand from nothing. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think she's in his ear. I think he's thinking more about his brand than than winning championships. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, so that's why Chicago's on the list. It's the third b- biggest market for sure in the in the country. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, it's just weird because the whole thing of the whole thing he was bitching about in Seattle is the offensive line. Yeah. And it, I they mean, they just released one of their tackles. Do you, they, yeah. Do you really like is Seattle? You can't build a brand in Seattle. I don't, I'm confused. That's what I don't get. I think you can build a, a brand almost anywhere. Any, now. anywhere. You can build a brand anywhere. There's this now. thing called Twitter. Yeah. You know, there was a time, you know, like when Shaq, when Shaq went to the Lakers, like that was the big thing. Well, you can't build your brand in Orlando, but I think you can. Like if you're, if you first of all, if you win a championship, you're building a brand. That's a brand right there. Yeah. If you're a dominant player, you, you can build a brand. You don't have to be in a major market anymore. Yeah, dude. The market has become much more level than it ever was. You know, uh, if it weren't for Tom Brady being in New England all those years, his Tom his TB12 method would, you know, <laughs> it's just because he was in New England that his brand was so successful. Right. That's why TB12 has taken off, because he was in New England for all these years. Exactly. No, it's because he won. It's because yeah. he won, and he's a great. I mean, look at the look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh is not a big market. Exactly, yeah. It's a yeah. fucking blue-collar town in a shithole. <laughs> Of, of a shithole. It's the <laughs> asshole of an asshole. And, you know, look at all the great, the legends that have come out of it. It's because they win. They fucking win. They They're win. always good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway. Um, okay, so how about this? Percent, so you said 95% for 2021. No. How about the next year? It, you know. When is his contract up? I don't even know. He's got three years left on his deal. 
three years. In, so like at the end of 2023, his contract has expired. I believe so. Okay. So to me right now, now this could change, you know, cause I'm almost at a hundred percent until it's zero, mm-hmm. like until he's been traded. That's the thing. Yeah. But to me, I think obviously this will, based on this year, it'll, it'll change a lot. Could change a lot what happens, but I feel I feel like right now, pin me. I'm I'm feeling about eighty percent. Like it's gone, and that that number was a hundred percent a few weeks ago. But this just keeps kind of, this keeps kind of going. And are the Seahawks going to be like? We need we need other pieces. Yeah. So it'll be really telling if they draft a guy this year. Like mm-hmm. if they pick a guy, and they don't have very many picks, but if they draft a guy in the fourth round. That's gonna tell me that they're they're gonna see if they happen to hit on a guy that could that could be their guy in 2022. Yeah, I just think I'm probably sitting closer to 90 percent, but as you know, say say we go uh, say we go 11, 12 and four next year, um, whatever. I think that stays at 90 percent. And with every loss below twelve and four, take off five percent. Yeah, me. I'm there with you. That's about what it yeah, is. Yeah, I. And if they win the Super Bowl, obviously he's then coming he's, back. He's coming back. Yeah. Yeah, but and there are a lot of people that want are like, oh, if I have to choose between Russ and Pete Carroll, I choose Russ. That's, I would. That's the sentiment. However, Pete ain't going anywhere. That's the thing. Russ doesn't have to choose Seattle. Yeah. Like that's that, that's the thing. We can choose Russ, but Russ does yeah. not have to choose us. Pete just signed another deal. Unless they unless they go four and twelve, Pete's gonna be here as long as Pete wants to be here. Yeah, that's just that's the way it it's is. What it is, it's what it is. That's he, not gonna change. And you know, he he probably deserves to be. He it, does deserve it, it. You know, he probably he probably does. How many championships has this fucking city seen? Yeah. Um, I've only been here for one of them. I moved here right after they won the Sonics won the championship in 79. Mm-hmm. I had to wait, you know, so I was eight years old then I had to wait. Uh, how many years is that? 2013. So 25 years, 35 years. Yeah. I 35 had to wait, years. Yeah. Whatever the math is on that. I, yeah. Yeah, I had to wait 35 years. So yeah. So I'm, I, I ain't throwing Pete out of town. Yeah. Anytime soon. Yeah, and um, I think it really speaks to my generation, the fact that people just don't... I don't know if it's an attention span thing or what. Like, they want to see new things. Yeah. But as soon as a legend like Pete starts to do some questionable things, people want him out. Now, yeah. I have criticized Pete. I'm not going to yeah. sit here and act no, like... I, I have issues with Pete. I, sure. I've, I've criticized him, and I, I've even, you know, I've even said the thing... I've I've... I think I've probably even said on this podcast I'd rather have Rust than Pete. Yeah. But um, at the end of the day, it's like I understand it goes beyond. It goes beyond what he's doing right now, and I think. I think I would wish I wish the Seahawks would look more a little like. Do you think that Pete and John's plan for the next five years is good? Like, do you think moving forward the things he got going are good? Because, to be honest, if Pete knows he's on his way out soon, he might just try to hit some home runs and. And fuck up the whole franchise. It's possible. That's that might happen. Yeah. It might happen. You might try to hit some yeah. home runs in free agency. And if again we win a Super Bowl, fuck up the franchise. Do it. If yeah. we win a Super Bowl, go ahead and fuck up the franchise. Mm-hmm. But I'm just worried. Like I, I just I'm worried that he does not. I'm worried that he's not like. I'm worried that he's not setting up the Seahawks for success after he's gone. 
Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. I remember my dad, my dad being mad. He's a Yankees fan. He was mad when he was criticizing that the Yankees had traded for Roger Clemens. And this is like, I think after Clemens was gone, I'm yeah. like, you won two world series. Yeah. That's... You don't get to criticize anything that they did. <laughs> no. If you win a championship, that's you it. did everything right. That's it. Everything was right. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's what it is. There are everything no bad is right. Moves. No Percy bad moves. Harvin, great fucking move. Great call. He was the leading rusher in the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. You know that? So, yeah. um, yeah. yeah, great move. Yeah. I'm trying to think, you know, like the the idea of I mean, the thing is though, then you could be the Brooklyn Nets when they had Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, yeah. and Kevin Garnett. And, you can swing and, and miss. And now and now Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are both on the Celtics directly because of the Nets. Right. Um yeah. they are the Celtics are one of the best teams in the league. One hundred percent because of the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. People like people people know this, but they don't think about this. Um so yeah, you we'll can also do that. The, Maybe the Clippers. You when know? the Nets win game seven of the finals hundred and seventy five to one seventy two. Mm-hmm to beat LeBron. Yeah. Then then let's see what you say about that. Well, no, I'm nets. saying I'm saying the the nets the yeah, that's yeah, the KG it's but yeah, the KG thing, yeah. But they're doing it again. That's that's the yeah. thing. They're doing it again, so taking you know, more wild swings. They're taking another wild swing. Same thing with the Clippers. It can turn out really really bad. Yeah. But well, the Clippers I we can't say the Clippers have turned out bad. They just the first year was really bad. Um yeah. But here's the thing. You know, um I don't think LeBron didn't win a chip in his first, I think 2011, he lost to Dirk. That was his first season with the Heat. A lot of times, that's just what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, um, what else do we got? You got anything else about, about Russ or, or the Seahawks or anything? No, I'm just, you know, I'll be curious to see. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that they can take advantage of some guys getting cut and get maybe get restructure a couple of current Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Bring in a couple of guys on prove it deals. Mm-hmm. Do what you did like with Michael with Michael Bennett and Averill back in the day, right. where their, their markets tanked and you got them for good deals. And yeah, that's yeah. Part of why you won the Super Bowl for sure. So I, I'm hoping that because players understand that playing in Seattle is pretty damn cool. You hear it all the time. Yeah, the culture. It's yeah. just different. Um, I'm hoping that they get it. You know, so if guys are gonna play f- for under their value. Come to Seattle. Uh, yeah. That'd be nice. I, I think – actually, yeah. I never even thought about that spin on, on the salary cap being low. What? Where are the teams that people will take discounts to go? Tampa Bay. Immediately, that's oh, one. Oh, yeah. Tampa Bay. Um, pro- the Chiefs. Tampa Bay and the Chiefs are the, are the two probably yeah. where you're like, get me to one of those two cities. I will take a yep. cheap contract. I think Seattle's got to be up there. I think it's in the top five just, for sure. Just based off culture, not even, not even based off the – Hopes of Super Bowl hopes. Yeah. Just based off like, culture alone. You know, like they went 12 and four last year and the culture is cool. Yeah. So if you, if, you know, you can't get me on Tampa Bay. Okay. Then... Even the players that are in there for a year or two and are gone say, yeah. speak so highly of it. Fuck. DJ Fluker lives here now. <laughs> or he did. He, he, I mean, he's on the Ravens now. He bought a house here. Yeah. There are a lot of ex player. Hell, fucking Bill Russell still lives here. That is, I did not know that. <laughs> that is wild. That is wild. I did not. How does he? Uh, maybe I know why he doesn't live in Boston. But that's actually wild. Because he like people like it here. Yeah. I don't know. Some people like the Grace guys. I guess I don't know. Weird. All right. Um. I think this is the the last little topic uh, before fuck. before segments. Uh-huh. Um. So okay. 
Puka Nakua is going to BYU. So I'm just gonna give my full. I'm just gonna give my full rundown. First, I don't want to. I try my hardest to not criticize players that are entering. In, I'm, I try my hardest to not criticize individual players that are entering the transfer portal. Like yeah, every situation is different. You can criticize it as a whole, the transfer portal, yeah. but I don't know what's going on with him, and um, so I, I'm not. I'm not gonna like just sit there and shit on him. What I will say is fucking BYU, dude. Yeah. What the fuck, man? There's a good reason for it. I, well, he's with his brother. There's another good reason for it. Is he from? He's from Provo. Oh, he's from Provo. Never yeah. mind. His mama told him Never to mind. go there. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. So in this case, I get where you're going to BYU. Yeah. However, there. every time this happens, there needs to be a discussion about is the transfer portal healthy for players, for teams, for the sport. Um, You know... I take that back. I think it's cool that he's playing with his brother and he's playing in his hometown. I did not know he was from Provo. Yeah, yeah. Um, for some reason, I thought he was from Cali. But either way, I, I try not to heart, I try not to judge these individual people that are uh, transferring too hard, especially because, dude, I mean, it's a kid my age. Like, I was, to be quite frank, like, my last couple months at SDSU, I really did not enjoy it. And I was like, I don't, I can't be here. And yeah. if something's happening with the coaches or, or the staff, you know, he wasn't on the sideline for the last, wasn't he healthy and not on the sideline? For, he, had, he had COVID. He did have COVID yeah, for he sure. Did. He's confirmed He that. has confirmed yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, he did have COVID. Well, yeah. in that case, uh, maybe he did something stupid and the coaches laid into him. I don't know. No, I think here's so he was on. I actually heard his interview. He was on KJR. I don't know why I didn't let you lead off with this. Um, And it was really interesting because they're like, "Oh, maybe would you go to BYU with your brother?" And he's like, "Oh, that would be pretty cool. I don't know yet, but like, I don't think he could." And then two hours later, nice. I that tweet comes out, nice. And like, you see, people were working for, on that Photoshop two hours ago. You fucker. Yeah, yeah. You knew. <laughs> yeah, you see for us, Mama, on his tweet there. So he would not elaborate, but he said that he felt like he needed to be at home. Okay. Um, I don't, he didn't say it really any more than that. Um, I, you know, um, so I have, I have trouble criticizing it. I, I criticize a lot of people that go into the portal. Hell, I see that you saw this, like it's, this is sort of, these are the kids that are, that played select sports, right? Yeah. So Oh, the, the coach doesn't like me. I'm not playing. I'm not, you know, so I'll go somewhere else where the coach likes me. And mm-hmm. it turns out sometimes it's just you, asshole. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, you know, you weren't like that. You stayed with one select team. But I see this all the time. People bounce around that, oh, they don't know what they're doing. Oh, they don't like me. The system's not for my strengths and on and on and on. So those are the kids that I think are going to bounce around and never move up. They're just going to ping around and never never work harder to move up sometimes it just takes you a year to get used to a system like sometimes it just does and and i will say i think this year he had less of an impact than he did the year before which was a little weird so i that makes it a little more understandable he had this is the funny thing so he um the dude has 16 catches in his career at UW, so it's not like he's just had some home runs. He's, he's had some deep he's shots. He's been a big threat. Lost a couple guys. Yeah. So yeah. So he's a promise. You know, he's had trouble staying healthy. Whether you know he had so his freshman year, he only had seven catches, but it was for 168 yards. Yeah. Okay. But but he 
he just started to pop and then he got hurt. Right. I forgot he got injured. Yeah. 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 So yeah, he yeah. missed the last couple I of games. I totally forgot he got yeah. injured. And then in 2020, you know, they only played four games. I think he only played in three of them. Mm. He had nine for 151. So that's still a, a pretty good average. He had a one, he had a big a 65 yard touchdown. I remember that play. Yeah. So he showed, he showed promise, but it's not like, this is some like all Pac-12 guy that you've lost. I mean, maybe he was gonna get there. They also have God, receivers are crazy. I've said this before. Like you sign a couple receivers and you're winning the title. You know that's yeah. so. UW has a ton of four-star recruits on their roster. I have yet to see them really pop, including P- Puka. Like mm. he, I, I wouldn't say that he popped. He showed flashes. He, yeah, he had. He, had flashes not pops he wasn't a dominant (laughs) player you know um so uh, they have plenty of talent there to replace him what they lack though is experience and you know so we'll see we'll see how it goes but do you know is his brother any good uh samson nakua i don't really know i don't know he he, was at utah he He was at utah okay so he was out with an injury when uw played them so i think i remember hearing i was like oh shit he has a brother. I didn't even know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's is going he home. Uh, I don't know. So, here's the. Yeah. Not a very Mormon Good luck name. with the honor code, bro. <laughs> um, here's the thing. So, there are guys like this that said, I'm going, you know, this is for family, and then he does it. Then there are guys like UW recruit Brandon Cahoe, who reportedly the reason he left UW was because he couldn't actually get into the school. I don't know if that's true. Peterson is too class of a guy to say that out loud. Um, so he, so he's like, oh, it's family. It's family reasons. And then he goes to Alabama, even though he's like from Nevada or Utah, <laughs> one of the two. I'm like, huh, yeah. going to Utah for family. And yeah. now he's left Alabama and he's at UCLA. So there are guys like that that say family and it's bullshit. The, you know, Puka, it looks yeah. like it might be legit. Okay, so uh, take back, uh, like I said, this is see, this is what happens every time I criticize a dude for transferring. <laughs> like, I always end up feeling yeah. bad because, um, yeah, no, I, you know, it, it sucks. I, I think this really, I guess, hurt me a little more because I was super excited because I really thought he was going to pop. And um, I guess that's why it kind of hurt because I was really rooting for him. Yeah, I was stunned that he went on the radio. Yeah, to that's, talk about it. And I will say that's I, I at first when he was doing that, I was like, is he like, was he gonna like promote his Twitter or something? Like, what is he doing? No, he was. I respect it though. Yeah. I fully respect him going. I because it could go either way. Where it's like, get the fuck off the radio, kid. Or, but it yeah. seems like this was a good thing he did. So shout out Puka. I I wish you success. I still I still think he's gonna be good. I still do. Um, and you know, I mean, just as long as BYU doesn't fuck with UW at all. I mean, that's, that's all I care about really. Yeah. I don't He's gone. So I don't really care. That's, that's where I'm at. Fair like, enough. Whatever, you know, dude. that's fair too. That's fair too. Like, you know, you can't, you can't No, I mean, you can't be forced whatever. If he does guy. great, he does great. If he sucks, he sucks. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to sweat it either way. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right. I guess this just means it's time. Oh, it's for time. the Howard Schultz clown of the week. Go for it, Dad. All right. So, which one? Wait, wait, we forgot to talk about one thing. There's one huge clown. Are you doing that one? I have another one. Go with your other one. Go. I'll pick my other one. Go with one. your other okay, one. Yeah. You, yeah. You're gonna come <laughs> with that, with that one. <laughs> so, oh God, I meant to Google the guy's name. Um, and I, his name is King. 
But he's the president of Oregon State University. Huh, okay. okay. He was at LSU when – who's the coach that just got – Oh, Les Miles? Les Miles. Yes. Um, and, of course, now Mr. King his, – his first name is King, I believe um, – has come out and said, oh, gosh, we didn't know, and, oh, that was really bad. And, yeah, you're just saying it's bad because you got – People know that you blew yeah. it off. Oh, of course. Fuck. Yeah, of course. So it's it looks it's a real bad look for Oregon State because they have this guy. So you're like, who the hell did we just hire? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just love it when someone's, oh yeah, that. Oh gosh, we didn't know, and we're but we're really sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After you get caught. <laughs> yeah. Like you now you're when you sorry. were a little kid. Now right? you're sorry. Oh, of course. You're I only did. sorry because I caught you, you little fucker. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with this guy. That's so. how it goes. Um, a little uh, breaking news, not anything huge. Uh, Cowboys have restructured the contracts for offensive lineman Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, and Lael Collins, creating roughly $17 million in cap room. There you go. So that's going to see a lot of that kind gonna of Going to see stuff. a lot of it. And, um, I mean, yeah, Jerry Jones cap wizard, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, sorry. You got more stuff? That's it. Okay. My clown of the week. Uh, I hate to do the serious clowns because it's just not as fun. Um... Oh, okay. Also, by the way, Colton just uh, sent a tweet from oh. Ryan Divish. Uh, he sent it uh, about an hour ago, actually. The Mariners will change leadership structure. DePoto will handle all baseball aspects and report to ownership. New president will handle front office and business and report to ownership. Okay, so he, he basically is in more control of... So ownership says you have $100 million. Yeah. Do what the fuck you want with it. Yeah. Where before, he had to run that through Mather. Right. Okay. Um, so now DePoto gets to control the budget. More. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. So this this clown of the week story is it's not like a lighthearted one, but there's there's a specific aspect that makes it a clown. It's a little, sh- some clown shit. A little funny in some ways. It's a little funny in some ways. Um, especially if you're not Jewish. Um. So, yeah. so uh, I bet some. I bet there's some some jewish folks out there that that are that are maybe a laugh maybe because it. it's such a it's such a deep cut slur you yeah. didn't even know what this slur no. meant so anyway if you don't know what we're talking about somehow myers leonard uh two days ago on a live stream which this is what makes it the clown shit his own live stream he's playing video games just like a twitch streamer like he's playing video games for fans so he set it up himself yeah. and um playing call of duty uh, War's not caught on tape. He made the tape. He made the tape. Yeah. yeah. And I like how people say like Myers Leonard heard saying like he uh, wasn't heard saying it. He said it to his microphone. Yeah. Um, he, <laughs> one of the tweets I saw was like, he paused and cocked that thing back. <laughs> slammed it <laughs> slammed home. It on, baby. Yeah. Um, so he says, fucking cowards. Don't fucking snipe me. You Jewish Kessler bitch. Um, yeah, this you're going to, I'm not, not going to say no, it. You can look it up. No, if you I, want I'm it. not going to starts with a K starts with a K. Just yeah. look up. K Jewish slur and you'll know what it is. Yeah. Um, don't do that on your work computer. Don't though. do it on your work computer. Yeah. Uh, but when that's the thing that especially makes it a, some clown shit is he was choosing to record himself. Yeah. And there's just man, Twitter did have a field day. Utah Jazz was trending with his name because people were saying the Utah Jazz were gonna sign him. Uh, um, and here's here's the I want to shout out this guy. Um, do, do I follow him right? Oh. Okay, I'm following him now because I've I've liked a ton of his tweets over, over some time. But this guy, so um, his name is Sreeky Shooter on Sreeky S R E E K Y Shooter on Twitter, 
And um, he tweeted, Myers Leonard, Myers Leonard's brain paused for a full second, carefully filtered through his hate speech ammo, and decided to load the chamber of anti-Semitism, all on a live stream that he set up himself. The incoming, I had no idea what that word meant, apology, is about to be a doozy. And uh, what do you know? Yeah. I think uh, a f- literally a few hours later, he was mm-hmm. saying he didn't know what the word meant. So, um, yeah, here, here, was his, here was his apology. Uh, by the way, Miami Heat owner, Jewish, yeah. which you looked up. Uh, um, I am deeply sorry for using an anti-Semitic slur during a live stream yesterday. While I didn't know what the word meant at the time, bullshit. Um, and he just goes on this bullshit apology. What I will say that's cool is Julian Edelman uh, says, like, he's, he tweeted, and was like, I'm down in Miami a lot. Let's go take you to a, and then a Jewish word dinner, like a, like a, some sort of Jewish meal. I, I forget what he was it like. Was. He was like, I'll take you and basically I'll take you and meet some Jays, man. And we'll, and we'll, <laughs> and, right. and we'll see. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this is just a huge, and My, Myers Leonard indefinitely uh, away from the team. Obviously. I mean, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Here's the thing. So he's saying he didn't know what the word meant. Yeah. I, I will be honest. I did not know the word. But you know what word I've never used? That word. That word. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know what it means. Yeah. Yeah. So why would I use it if I don't know what it means? And he used it in the exact right way. <laughs> like, yeah. he used it in the right, like, in, in the part of the sentence where it belonged. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He, he didn't misuse the word. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact we were talking about this, the fact, here's the way I'm going to phrase this. One may ask why he had to pause and then use a word that maybe a lot of people don't know. Why did he have to make that pause and use that word? Was it because maybe there was another word he was uh, on the precipice of saying? I'm not going to accuse anyone of almost saying the N word or or, uh, the, the F word for gay people. But um, those are really the big two, I feel like. And um, I don't know. That's just where my brain goes with it. Yeah. Um, so, the, yeah, the, like if he'd used the – if he had used the N-word, like he can't play in the league again because, well, you know. I all mean, of the, his coworkers. The, the, all yeah. of your co Like everybody hates you. Yeah. But, yeah. Go so play in China. That's... Probably not a lot of Jewish NBA players. You know, let's, let's be honest there. But – If we're going to be also – Honest, <laughs> a lot of Jewish people up top. Quite a few owners. Yeah, yeah, and, and and you know, quite a few probably GMs as well. I don't, I don't know. I don't pay attention to this shit. It's just I didn't, a fact. I didn't even know what their owner, who their owner was, but yeah. I, I googled him. Oh, I googled him. Whatever his name is, um, I googled Miami Heat. <laughs> And like the second choice was Jewish because <laughs> so everybody's like, like, I wonder if their owner, the owner is Jewish. <laughs> And I could not click on that. I saw some. I didn't want to actually Google it that way. I saw some real banger tweets coming from this, and I just I wish I had saved more of them. But he, uh, um, okay, so he, yeah, one of the funnier tweets I saw was like the one about him cocking it back, and then there was also one where he said he ordered off the secret menu of racial slurs. Oh my god! Like, yeah, it just—it's wild, and I, I saw people tweeting. And by the way, this isn't like a conversation we're gonna have on this podcast, but the relationships between the uh, black community and the Jewish community maybe haven't always been the greatest. Yeah. But hella black people are on Twitter, like, yeah, now I know he's racist because he knows that one and yeah. he uses it. Like yeah. that's how I know he's racist. So it's actually nice to see everyone just shitting on Myers Leonard and not making it like 
oh, it would have been more offensive if it was this. So, like, I'm just glad that everyone gets to just shit on him, laugh at him for being a fucking idiot, and dance on yeah. his grave. And I'll tell you, you know, I've, I, I said this before, I think on this podcast, but if you come out with a word like that and it pops out of your mouth, that wasn't the first time you said it. Mm-mm. It means you've said it before and you probably hang around with other people who say and it. And he hesitated and thought about it and then yeah. said it. So it's not even like a, a slipped out. Like you can't even say it slipped out. Yeah. I don't know. Should have just stopped talking. Yeah, just stop talking. All right. Let's, now, uh, I will say this. Like, I think it's good. Like, the thing that can be good about this is it's creating some conversations that, you know, there are a lot of groups of people that get shit on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know. Um, sometimes I, I don't like that it happened, but sometimes it's like we're having a conversation about a different kind of racism you know that's true that's out there that that we should be thinking about that's true definitely so good by the way who the fuck names their kid myers what kind of stupid ass name is that yeah it's a dumb name it's uh probably someone that's racist would name their kid myers definitely (laughs) that's that's something we can (laughs) confirm yeah uh (laughs) all right stupid ass cracker that's what it was (laughs) oh jesus okay um oh we got nba basketball back tonight Oh, which I'm yeah. really excited about. Who are the Nets playing? No, I gotta hit the. Damn it! I want the over. <laughs> no. Um. Okay. Uh. Give me. Give me your lock. So let me do. I want to do my lock and my player at the same time. Do it. Go for okay. it. So first of all, my my deep deepest apologies to uh, Jared Kellenick, who I yeah picked as the player of the week. So I picked him on our secret lost episode. Yeah. And then the next day he hits a dinger. <laughs> And then we redid our podcast, and then he gets hurt <laughs> and probably is going to lose a uh, service time or gain it or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So I'm sorry about that. So I'm probably going to jinx somebody else right now. But so I'm going to go with – and this is not a – this is this is lock is a little bit out there. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with Colorado to win the Pac-12 basketball tourney. I believe they're the three seed. Mm-hmm. So Oregon – some people are questioning Oregon getting in there because they they weren't able to play USC, mm-hmm. and then USC ended up the two seed. So there's a lot of controversy about Phil Knight, you know, right. paying off guys like he always does. <laughs> but uh, so Oregon's the one seed, USC's the two seed. So I'm gonna pick um, Colorado to slip through. I think they've got a they've got some senior guards and they've got some good big men. I think their big men will actually be the difference over Oregon. Um, and, and take them over, over the top there. Right. So along with that, McKinley Wright. McKinley Wright. Senior guard for Colorado. Senior guards. I love my senior, senior guards. guards. In March, I love my senior 100%. guards. 100%. That's a great yeah. – that, that's honestly picking, – um, picking March Madness based off the age of your guards on your team is not honestly the worst call. <laughs> don't pick your one-and-dones. Don't pick your one-and-dones. don't make it very far. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll start with my lock of the week. And uh, the reason I'm starting with it is because it's going to be pretty funny to tell you that my lock is that it's the Nets over. <laughs> you bastard. Tomorrow, tomorrow they're playing the Celtics. Do you know what the number is? Yeah, so I got so tomorrow the uh, Celtics and Nets are playing. Only injuries right now, right now. Yeah. The only injury report is Marcus Smart and Romeo Langford. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart and Romeo Langford for the Celtics. Um, over is two thirty four and a half. Oh. Jump on like, that. Like, slam that shit. I am slamming that shit. Yes. Yeah, they're going to, that's going to be, that's going to be over 250. It, yeah, yeah, it that's will insane. be. It will be. Um, and man, it's, uh, 
you know, I, I think I just want to give a shout out to Jason Tatum. Um, we've we've talked we talked about this in the playoffs last year, namely, but he's a he's a tough shot taker and a tough shot maker. But when he's not making those tough shots, it's horrendous yeah. and ugly. Yeah. Um, he has made before the All Star break. I think it was it was almost four games in a row he made last second buckets to wow. to win a game. There was one game where he. He took the lead. Zion gets an and one on the other side, and then with like three seconds left, he comes back and hits a hits a game winner. Mm. So, I mean, Jason Tatum has been on fire, and it's hard to say who's gonna come out of the All Star break still hot. But um, give me Jason Tatum to sauce up sauce up the Nets, and and yeah. I, the over is my lock. Up the Nets. Yeah, true. <laughs> the, my over is uh, uh, the over is my lock. The Nets are minus two and a half. I feel like the Celtics pull this one out. I, okay. I, I, I'm not, that's not going to be my lock. My lock is still the over. My player of the week is still Jason Tatum. So, yeah. I mean, my player of the week being being Jason Tatum, you could take that as saying I'm picking the Celtics over the Nets. Sure. So, sure. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my player and my lock. It's funny. We both kind of had a – we both had a same player and lock, like, on the same thing. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, I decided to s- stay away from the NBA – for a week, yeah, just because I had a feeling about Colorado, but but yeah, I definitely would have picked the Nets. <laughs> I love my Nets over. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. By the way, um, so the, this camera died, and I've been switching back and forth, and I think for the last five minutes, I've been only wrong on where the camera's pointing and who's talking. <laughs> like right now, I'm talking. The camera should be on me. Fuck. Um, yeah. So <laughs> so sorry about that. It's hard to fucking think and talk and operate cameras. So yeah, we need a guy. We need a guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, do you have anything else? I got nothing else. I got nothing too. This was a behemoth of an episode. Uh, hour and forty one minutes. Wow. So it's one of our longest for sure. But yeah, follow us on Twitter. I'm Mason Charles Co. Aaron Co. Twenty nine. The YouTube shit. Do it all. Uh, again, thank you, Colton, for, for coming on. Uh, it was a pleasure. And go go follow him. Go check out. More important than all this, go check out uh, coltonsarmy.org for information about how you can help with leukemia and lymphoma research. And, uh, yeah, with that being said, we're, we're outroing on this camera because you got to lean in. Lean in. Come on. Come on. More. No, this way. This way. Scoot. 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 You got it. Yep. Selfie. (laughs) Uh, Your forehead's in. Goodbye. Bye.